If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com slash CBS to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash CBS and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Tonight, the final hours of the urgent search and rescue operation from that earthquake in Syria and Turkey. Now, the world's deadliest earthquake in more than a decade. The anguish, the anger and frustration mount as the death toll soars. The emotional moments as children are pulled from the rubble. CBS's Chris Livesay speaks with families desperate to find their loved ones. A CBS News exclusive. After the military recovers parts of the Chinese spy balloon, we hear from the defense secretary for the first time. President Biden hits the road today courting blue-collar voters in Wisconsin after an eventful State of the Union address. Severe weather threat, thunderstorms, flash flooding, and possible tornadoes sweeping through the south. Daycare tragedy, two children killed, six injured, when a bus crashes into the building. Tonight, what happened to the driver? Super Bowl's super security, an inside look at what it takes to protect one of the world's biggest events. And our new series you won't want to miss, Living Well. Tonight, the author who says he's unlocked the secret to living a longer life. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight, President Biden is taking his message directly to voters one day after delivering his State of the Union address to a feisty crowd of Republican lawmakers. The president's trip to the battleground state of Wisconsin is a kickoff of what's expected to be his 2024 reelection bid. Plus, we've got our exclusive interview tonight with the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. You're going to want to hear what he says about that Chinese spy balloon and why he was concerned about America's nuclear arsenal. But first, the death toll continues to rise across Turkey and Syria, at this hour surpassing 12,000 since Monday's massive earthquake. The WHO warning tonight that number could reach 20,000 killed. At least three U.S. citizens are among the dead. Rescue teams are digging through rubble of collapsed buildings bucket by bucket in a desperate search for survivors. CBS's Chris Livesay is going to start us off tonight from the disaster zone in Turkey, Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Rescuers are sleeplessly peeling back the 14 stories of apartment building that came crashing down behind me. So far, none of the 28 families who lived here have been found alive, but these bulldozers and cranes are not giving up. Sometimes bottle caps are more powerful than bulldozers. Like for little Muhammad, who spent two days buried alive. Yet for every Muhammad, there's also a Gulchin, a young woman once engaged to marry Yunus. He weeps. And he's not alone. Inside a gymnasium, the earthquake turned into a morgue just as it turned this apartment building into a mausoleum. Some 90 people were sleeping inside when it collapsed. Rescuers call for silence. They listen for signs of life. Their hopes are dashed for now, says Gunea Kish. She hasn't slept since her sister went missing beneath the rubble, along with her husband and two children. If you could tell your sister and her family something right now, what would you tell them? I would hug them and tell them I love them, she says. I still have hope. International help is on the way, including American search and rescue teams who arrived here today. The U.S. ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake, tells us. It's 161 in terms of personnel, 12 dogs, and a lot of equipment, about 170,000 pounds of equipment. So it's a big group. They're big guys and uh, ready to help. They're setting up camp in the remote corners of Turkey's earthquake zone, where survivors are desperate for aid, and even more desperate in Syria, already reeling from war and the refugee crisis. The only road the UN authorizes to carry supplies from Turkey to Syria is now mangled by the earthquake. The search and rescue effort continues behind me, and it could not be more urgent. The first three days after an earthquake offer the best opportunity for finding survivors, and the sun has just set on day three. Nora? Chris Livesay, thank you so much for your reporting. We want to turn now to explosive new details about what the Pentagon today described as a global surveillance program run out of China. U.S. intelligence officials say that that Chinese balloon shot down off the coast of South Carolina is part of a larger spying effort by the Chinese military that has been going on for years, spanning five continents. CBS's David Martin is at the Pentagon with an exclusive interview with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. The shootdown happened on live TV. Now, thanks to an amateur radio scanner, 
we know what the pilots were saying to each other. That is a big kill. The balloon is completely destroyed. What appears to be metal chaff clouds, so I definitely see metal breaking apart. Immediately after the shootdown, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin tried to call his Chinese counterpart to explain. I put in a request for a call, and, uh, and they did not accept that request. Speaking that publicly for the first time about the Chinese balloon, Austin told CBS News his biggest worry was it would spy on U.S. nuclear forces located at bases across the country. All of our strategic assets, we were made sure that uh, we were, were buttoned down and movement was uh, limited so that we didn't expose uh, any capability unnecessarily. By strategic assets, you mean the, the nuclear force? Mm-hmm. It was part of a fleet of spy balloons based on the island of Hainan, which have been flying over the U.S. at least since 2019, when one circumnavigated the globe. There were three incidents uh, a couple of years ago that uh, uh, balloons overflew uh, parts of the, of the U.S. Which parts? There were parts of Texas and Florida that the balloon flew over. In February of last year, a balloon was spotted over the Hawaiian Islands, and jet fighters scrambled to inspect it. Last week, this balloon was spotted over Costa Rica. Turns out Chinese balloons have been violating airspace all over the world, much of the time without anyone noticing, until last week when everybody noticed. Secretary Austin said the Navy has recovered the parts of the balloon that were on the surface and has mapped out the debris field of pieces of cameras and antennas that are lying on the ocean floor. He expects it will take days to bring them all up. Nora? David Martin with that exclusive interview. David, thank you. Tonight, we have an update on that toxic train wreck as residents along the Ohio-Pennsylvania border can finally return home. Five days after being evacuated, toxic chemicals spilled during a train derailment, forcing officials to conduct a controlled burn that released a cloud of fumes into the air. Authorities say they haven't detected dangerous levels inside or outside the evacuation zone, and water samples show the area is now safe. Well, today, President Biden traveled to the battleground state of Wisconsin to deliver on his promise of an economic progress to the state's blue-collar workers. It comes one day after his sometimes rowdy State of the Union address. CBS's Weijia Zheng has more. Last night, I reported on the State of the Union. It is strong. Fresh off a fiery State of the Union speech, President Biden took his economic message to Wisconsin, where he mocked Republicans who heckled him Tuesday night. Marjorie Taylor Greene and others stood up and said, liar, liar. Reminds me of liar, liar, house on fire. The president began last night's address by urging Congress to come together. Speaker, I don't want to ruin your reputation, but I look forward to working with you. <laughs> but that civility quickly disappeared. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy seen shushing members of his own party at least four times. Republicans interrupted Mr. Biden when he talked about stopping fentanyl from being trafficked across the southern border. President Biden also turned the tables. Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion, as we all apparently agree. Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now, right? They're not to be stopped. 
Today, Republican Don Bacon said he wants to see more decorum from both parties. I think many people went overboard. There was agreement when the president recognized the parents of Tyree Nichols, who died after five police officers beat him. But what happened to Tyree in Memphis happens too often. Let's come together to finish the job on police reform. The night began on a dramatic note. Cameras caught Utah Republican Mitt Romney scolding New York Congressman George Santos for attending the address. But he shouldn't be there, and, and uh, if he had any shame at all, he wouldn't be there. And I think it's reprehensible that the senator would say such a thing to me in the demeaning way he said it wasn't very Mormon of him. In the Republican response to President Biden, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders argued he is unfit for the job and said that the choice between the right and the left is really the choice between normal and crazy. Tomorrow, the president heads to Flora, another battleground state as he prepares to launch that reelection campaign. Nora. Weija Jang at the White House, thank you so much. While turning overseas, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made a surprise visit to London today, urging Britain and its allies to send Ukraine warplanes to fight off Russia's invasion. Zelensky called the requested combat jets wings of freedom, suggesting that they could help change the course of the war and history. We know Russia will lose. And we, we really know the victory. The victory will change the world. And this will be a change that the world has long needed. Zelensky also met with King Charles before heading to Paris to meet with the leaders of France and Germany. I want to turn now to a frightening situation for kids and parents. A bus driver was arrested today following a deadly crash at a daycare center near Montreal, Canada. Two four-year-old children were killed and six other kids rushed to the hospital after the city bus plowed into the building. A witness said the 51-year-old driver stepped out of the bus, ripped off his clothes and started screaming. He's facing charges including murder and attempted murder. Now to an inside look at one of the highest profile national security events of the year, the Super Bowl. Local, state and federal agencies have kicked off an intensive, coordinated plan to keep the highly anticipated game safe. It's a 24-7 job and CBS's Chris Van Cleve got a bird's eye view. On board the eye in the sky, flying just 400 feet above State Farm Stadium. Customs and Border Protection is keeping watch as an estimated million people flock to Phoenix ahead of Super Bowl Sunday. What does the helicopter give you that the guys on the ground don't have? Allows us to have that speed to be able to get from one spot to the next. We're able to just to spot just the entire area around the NFL stadium and, uh, and check these areas out and make sure everything stays safe. The area around the stadium will be off limits to other aircraft and drones. On the ground, five miles of fencing and two million pounds of concrete barriers are in place, manned by a small army of private security and police. At least two dozen agencies, local, state and federal, are providing crews and resources. What is the level of concern around this weekend? There are no specific credible threats against the Super Bowl uh, that we are tracking, but we're vigilant 24 hours a day, seven days a week, regardless of the event. We were there as Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas toured the stadium and met with some of the 600 DHS officers assigned to the event. We screen everything that comes into this stadium, not just the people, uh, but the merchandise, the food, the concessions. We screen everything. Teams are focused on cybersecurity, too, and others have already seized Super Bowl fakes. So far from the air. I really want to make sure that 
this whole thing goes off without a hitch. Things are looking pretty good. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, over Glendale, Arizona. Tonight we begin our new series, Living Well. We're looking into the secrets of not just living longer, but living healthier and happier lives. So he went to an expert, Dan Butner, to find out what he's learned after decades of research. There's not just one trick to living longer, but Dan Butner says the best place to start is in your kitchen. I calculate that the average American could live about six extra years if they went from a standard American diet to a plant-based diet. You studied all of these people who reach 100, live very long lives. You've also found that they're living good lives, right? It turns out the same things that get you to a healthy age, 90 or 100, are the things that make us happy. Having a sense of purpose, having a good social network, having health. These are the main drivers of happiness, and they're the drivers that will get you to age 100. <laughs> Butner has traveled the globe in search of the secret to a longer life. He found five communities with members who live well into old age, places known as blue zones. These groups of people that are living into their hundreds, they have similar habits, right? Yes, it's remarkable. But they're eating mostly a whole food, plant-based diet. Uh, the pillars of every longevity diet in the world are whole grains, greens, nuts, tubers, like sweet potatoes, and beans. Diet is the biggest factor, according to Butner. His new cookbook has 100 recipes that he promises can add 10 years to your life. They are simple, and the ingredients are inexpensive. You also have talked about in your books about carbohydrates, but there are certain types of carbohydrates that we should be eating, correct? The word carbohydrate is the worst word in the nutritional vocabulary because on one hand you have um, cookies and candy bars and sodas and those are simple carbohydrates and arguably the most toxic ingredients in our diet. But at the other end of the extreme you have beans and nuts and grains and those are the most healthy. That is the number one food stuff for longevity. Butner says it's important your food tastes good. It's fantastic. And even Blue Zone centenarians drink a little red wine every day. And it turns out small changes can make a big difference. A cup of beans every day could add four years to your life. You can hear more of our conversation on Person to Person. That's on the CBS News app. The IRS is urging millions of Americans to hold off on filing their tax returns. We'll explain why that's next. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, 
where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, millions of Americans from the Gulf Coast to the Great Lakes are facing severe weather. Tornado watches are posted in parts of Louisiana, Mississippi and Arkansas, with several states in the region also looking for possible flash floods and damaging winds. As the system pushes north, heavy snow is expected tomorrow in Iowa and Wisconsin. The IRS, in an unusual move, is urging millions of Americans to hold off on filing their tax returns for now. That is because the agency needs to figure out whether special payments sent to taxpayers in as many as 22 states last year are subject to federal income tax. This includes income or property tax rebates and inflation relief checks. Nearly 5 million bottles of a popular cleaning product have been recalled because of possible bacterial infection. Details next. There's an important consumer alert tonight about a popular cleaning product that may be infected with bacteria. Colgate Palmolive has recalled nearly 5 million bottles of Fabuloso Multipurpose Cleaner. The bottles were sold at major retailers, including Amazon, Walmart, and Home Depot. Just over a month after Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest during a Monday night football game, the medical director of the NFL Players Union predicted today that Hamlin will play professional football again. Hamlin today was awarded the Allen Page Community Award. His Chasing M's Foundation has raked in $9 million for the Toy Drive charity. Good to see him. All right, one of America's longest standing sports records is finally broken. The details next. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Finally tonight, LeBron James has added another accomplishment to his resume, the NBA's new scoring king. He broke the more than three decades long record last night and reignited the debate over whether King James is the greatest of all time. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. LeBron James has shot in history, and A remarkable feat for the kid from Akron. LeBron stands alone! 
overwhelmed with emotion. LeBron James thanked his family and fans. I would never, ever in a million years uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. Looking for James. He's got it. The crowd went wild as LeBron sunk basket after basket. LeBron fires a three. That one's To beat the record that stood for 34 years, held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there last night, watching it all. You know, he planned it on coming out of high school, and he came all the way through. He had talent and class and determination. James wasn't even born when Jabbar broke Will Chamberlain's previous record in 1984. Today, he congratulated the new record holder, writing, when one person climbs higher than the last person, we all feel like we're capable of being more. Everybody just put your drink up one time for King James. After the game, the NBA star celebrated with his closest confidant. Because no one man or no woman can accomplish what they do in life by walking a journey alone. It's a journey that continues with the passing of the torch and another gem in King James' crown. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. And he has put in the work. Congratulations. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird Lord of the Flies-style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Hi, I'm Misha Brown, and I'm the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each episode, comedians join me to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently on The Big Flop, we looked at the reality TV show The Swan. The problem? This dream opportunity quickly became a viewing nightmare. They were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.